0: of the Millionaire Mentor Method Podcast with me, your host, Crystal Colley, also known as the most famous woman in the world. So today I want to talk about toxic bosses and how to deal with them when they unfortunately cross your path in your rise through your career. So what is a toxic boss? That's the first thing that we have to talk about, right? So in... My opinion, and of course you can Google what the word toxic means, but I like to put things in my own words, and to me a toxic boss is someone who takes up more time in your mind space than should be normal. And that extra time that they're taking up in your brain um, will be devoted to thoughts associated with that person that cause you stress and anxiety or depression or any kind of negative emotion because look, you should not be thinking about your manager after you go home, after you leave work and go home. You shouldn't be having stressful and anxious thoughts about someone related to your career when you're enjoying dinner with your family. So, of course, I don't want to say run at the first sign of difficulty with dealing with people in your career, absolutely not, and oftentimes the best thing you can do is to change yourself instead of trying, well, first of all, you can't change that person anyways, But Uh, To change your perspective and work on yourself and grow in your own power and in your own strength of being able to control your emotions so that you can just get through anything when it comes to (laughs) interpersonal issues in your career. But with that said, um, this toxic person, examples of things they might do is crossing your boundaries so for example maybe they try to get you to do extra work that's not in your job description and that maybe is someone else's job in the department Um, there could also be honestly sometimes it's just someone has a shitty personality and there's really no specific details about what it is they're actually exactly doing every day that causes you to have negative emotions associated with them. But honestly, you know what? I mean, we're all human and we can say that we've all known someone who just has a shitty personality. And being around that person's crap personality will rub off on you sometimes. And, um, you know, human beings are deeply social. We have something called mirror cells. So when someone else is feeling depressed or sad, our mirror cells in our brain. Tend to mirror that person's em- emotion, um, and who wants who wants that type of environment, right? Your direct supervisor is someone that you're probably going to see often. You're probably going to interact with that person often, and so that toxic person is causing, possibly causing your entire work environment to be more stressful than it needs to be. So let's talk about five ways that we can help ourselves when we do have a toxic boss. So number one, focus on your personal life and other goals. Do this by realizing that most people's toxic behavior is because they are insecure or have deeply deep personal issues that have nothing to do with you. So some examples are bosses who try to degrade you, bosses who try to demean you, bosses who talk down to you, um, all of that stuff, most of the time, 99.9% of the time, that person's crap personality and behavior is because they are deeply insecure, they're scared, they are overwhelmed, they do not have the interpersonal skills to make people feel comfortable around them i mean this is this is another thing that you know is kind of interesting to realize but you know it's kind of one of those things that hey you know what karma what goes around comes around it really does and what i mean by that is just think about how that person is going to navigate their career in today's environment that type of personality that people don't like and that turns people off and turns people away, that personality type typically does not go very far. So they that personality type in today's world usually gets to, I would say, the level of maybe middle management. So we're talking about someone who might be able to get through their career to, let's say, making maybe $100,000 a year, right? Okay, so I've noticed anyways that these types of toxic personalities in managerial positions usually get to a certain level and that level is actually more than they can handle and they are not aware of that and so what ends up happening is they just get stuck in that middle management position, someone making maybe eighty thousand, a hundred thousand a year, somewhere around there. And so they they do have a sense of authority, which usually they like or they have they they have maybe a, a superiority complex or they're power hungry and that type of thing, which also, by the way, it, that is also really just masking insecurity. Um, but they can't break through this, through the ceiling that they want to break through and get to the next level in their life and in their income. And so they take it out on everybody around them and it will leak out in different ways. And this causes them to not be able to... It's just a vicious cycle. They can't get beyond that middle manage, management position. So then they take it out on people around them. And they maybe they have a superiority complex. And they think that the people around them can't see through their, their little charade, their little mask that they're putting up, their crappy demeanor with everyone. And so it's just, it's a vicious cycle for them. So those types of personalities, you know what, I I don't wanna be the hey, you know what, um, karma's a bitch person, but it really is because they are just not going to break through to very, very, very big heights. The people that I have met in my life who are on a totally different level, I mean people who are the best of the best of the best in whatever they do, those people don't have that personality type. (laughs) Trust me, they don't. That that toxic personality type just cannot go very far. People who really are extremely successful, people who are world-class Olympic athletes and world-class musicians who are worth hundreds of millions of dollars and business leaders who are extremely successful and the best in class and things like that. No, those those people don't need to talk down to other people. <laughs> they don't need to, to be that person. So just keep that in mind and, and maybe even feel sorry for your toxic boss. So number two, give them feedback in a calm way. So a lot of people go through life as zombies and often we're only vaguely aware of our behavior. Sometimes you might want to look at it from your boss's perspective. You may want to think, hmm, you know, if I was in a managerial position, it might be hard for me to determine my effect on someone if that person didn't tell me how they feel. So for me as a manager and as a boss, when I was at the exact level of what I just said, so I was, I opened my dispensary in California and it was my first time hiring employees and building a company and trying to build a team and, and it was the first time I had made above six figures in my life and I really started valuing people who would just simply be straight with me because I was so busy on a just hour by hour basis with so much that I didn't have time for the uh, passive aggressiveness and and all that stuff. So I would often, um, full disclosure, I sometimes felt like I could be that toxic boss, but I valued my employees who would just calmly and professionally give me feedback about what they were thinking or feeling. And when someone is just, when with that anyways, when somebody was straight with me, I was like, you know what? I have nothing but respect for that. And how can I move forward and improve myself? And I wanted to improve myself. That's the other thing too, right? So, I mean, I'm not going to say that this is everyone certainly maybe it's probably most not most people um but hey you know what you can give your boss feedback about your job description about what you're willing to do and not willing to do and why um and and you know sometimes it's the way that you deliver your message and and not just sometimes it's always the way that you deliver your message just try to remember also with this that Something like 80% of all human communication is done through body language and tone of voice and eye contact, stuff like that. So, I mean, hey, for example, this is a podcast and all you can hear is my voice, but I can tell someone's basic personality by their voice, right? Um, Oh my gosh, I almost just tripped over my cat. Oh my gosh, goodness, they're just running. They're doing zoomies right now and I'm tripping. Um... But yeah, so when you're trying to set your boundaries, you don't have to huff and puff and send an angry email and make the situation worse than it is. You can just simply have your nice, calm, cool as a cucumber demeanor and just go in there and just let the person know what's up. And you know, if there's someone who wants to actually improve, they're not going to just jump down your throat and then get all pissed off. So sometimes just let them know as soon as you can and don't hold in your resentments about whatever it is, whatever thing is causing you that stress and resentment, don't just keep it in because that is going to make it worse. It will boil over. And as adults, we all need to improve our conflict resolution skills. This is something that is so, so, so important in today's environment because just with our mental health crisis and with so many families growing, you know, so many broken families, we don't have, a lot of us are not growing up with the type of solid interpersonal development, you know, um, to be naturally good at standing up for ourselves and, being able to handle these types of people. So this is think of it as a challenge, right? Stand standing up for yourself in a calm way, in a professional way, and in a way that's effective too. you know, you want to think about the outcome. Think about what's what is my goal here? And how would I want to be spoken to by one of my employees if they had an issue? Um, but the point is to just make sure that you're not compromising your personal boundaries for someone at work. Okay, so number three, make sure to document everything. So that means save emails, save texts, save all that stuff in a folder just for them. Put their little name on it, and that is going to be their special folder. And uh, keep your emails and texts. Also, uh if you can it depends on your state so please look this up before you go and do it but honestly you might want to just start recording phone calls honestly I have done this before and uh in one situation anyways I did actually learn that there was a way to it, it did go to court this situation that I had uh started recording my boss's phone calls um But basically, if I would have done one thing differently, I could have used that recording of uh, one, uh, one phone call in particular with him. I could have used that in court. Um, but because I didn't do one thing when I was recording the, when I was, you know, pressing record, I couldn't submit it, but I did learn something very important there, which was that one thing that I did not do, which a lot of you are probably thinking, oh, you know, uh, that I didn't say, Hey, I'm recording you, which of course that is the most legal way to record phone calls. But I learned that in my state at the time, that you actually did not have to tell the person this phone call is being recorded. You could just simply, as long as there was an audible beep before the recording started, you could use that. So look up your state's laws regarding exactly that. But hey, you know what? Sometimes you really just have to protect yourself and don't think don't think you're a bad person, don't think you're weird, none of that stuff. If someone is really... Getting to that point where you're having to really, you know, think about your career and it's really an issue, you really need to document everything that you possibly can. Because, you know, there are people out there who, you know, they just sometimes people just have it out for you and you'll never know why it sometimes it just makes absolutely no sense or, you know, sometimes personalities just clash and I have definitely, definitely been in the situation where my personality was clashing with people. and when it happens, it happens, and uh, you know, you just have to make sure that you're covering every single angle that you can so that if you do wanna stay at your company that this person doesn't completely try to ruin your life. okay, so. Uh, Number four, talk to trusted friends and colleagues about the situation. Sometimes you just need to vent. Um, Sometimes that's all you need, but also consider going to a licensed therapist for guidance on the situation. It is often better to get professional and non-biased advice about how to move forward in any situation. And the way I look at this is therapists see hundreds of patients over their careers. They see the same types of situations over and over and over. So they have a much better understanding of the best ways to solve your problems than your friends are going to have, right? Because this person, I mean, think about it. There's only so many human situations that we can face. And if you you're going to a therapist in your neighborhood, you know, there's gonna be only so many situations that a human being can face. We all have the same basic types of situations. So if you can get a pro to help you navigate these situations, they're gonna be able to give you not just book smart advice, not just what they learned in school, but they're going to be able to use their years and years of practice And apply that to you because they've seen there is absolutely nothing better than experience and actually seeing things in real life with real people. And a a therapist has a front row seat in in human interaction, human situations, problems, all of that stuff. They're not just seeing it in a YouTube video or reading it in a book. I highly recommend trying to find a therapist with a lot of years of practice because, hey, the longer you do something, the better you get at it. And uh, if you can find some, someone with, you know, 20, 30 years of practice, you're going to get possibly some life changing advice. And not only that, but if you can go to them once a week, that person can be. I had a therapist who wasn't just a therapist, she wasn't just giving me, you know, advice about my personal relationships or whatever, but she actually brought in her business, uh, you know, 30, 30 plus, 30 or 40 plus years of business experience. She was helping me with my business. And when I realized that, hey, whoa, this isn't just Someone giving me, you know, the whole, uh, well, how do you feel about it thing, which, you know, she didn't really do that, thank God. Um, But um, someone who, you know, she was someone who helped me with all kinds of stuff, how to handle employees. Uh, She was actually an accountant as well. So she was able to give me some basic advice about taxes and stuff like that a couple times because you know, and she just looked at it like she's there to help, you know, she's there to help. And hey, can't we use, can't all of us use a little help? I mean, geez, you know, if someone, if you can find a way to, to get some help and you can afford it, or you can even possibly get it for free, if you go through your county's, um, Social Services Department. They do offer. A, uh, a lot of states do offer free mental health counseling. Um, take it, you know. Take it. Take take that pro. You know. Take them and think of them as a life coach. All right. So number five. Start looking for a new job immediately. Immediately do this. Do not wait. Even if you're not. Sure, if you want to leave your job or not, you always want to have a backup plan. Have that backup plan in place so that you're not caught out. Start looking for a new job immediately. Create a real plan. Strategize and don't wait. To up, don't wait. Update your resume. Start submitting those applications right now because, of course, it could take several months to find a great new job. Um, another great thing to consider is doing temporary work while you're finding your new job if you really can't if if this work environment is really that toxic i would say that sometimes it's not worth any amount of money to stay there so you know of course we have to think of gradient levels right because hey if your toxic boss is let's say on a scale of 1 to 10 if they're only a 1 or a 2 that decision-making process is going to be different for you than if your boss was toxic on a level 10 or 11, right? And depending on how well they can respond to feedback and how, you know, if they can improve and if your relationship can actually improve and definitely maybe, you know, of course test that, see if you can make the situation better. But if the situation is extremely dire and it's not getting better and it's been months or even years. No amount of money is worth your health. And even though you think, oh, well, it's just mental health. Oh, well, it's just stress. Everybody has stress. Stress is the number one killer of human beings. <laughs> Heart attacks, strokes, um, stress, toxic stress affects every cell in your body. It affects how fast your cells can regenerate. It affects your immune system. It affects every single part of your body. It affects every organ system. And the more that we learn about about, um, how stress affects all of your systems in the body, the more and more data is coming out that your emotional state is one of the most deciding factors in disease your mind absolutely affects your body and you know that's why so many people unfortunately have heart attacks young and then they're gone at 45 they're gone at 50 and you know it's always oh my god it was so you know how did this happen it's so unexpected you know all that stuff but um a lot of times it's stress. It's just stress, allowing that stress and not knowing how to solve it. So if it's really that, go drive for Uber. Go get yourself on try to get on some different websites, get on Upwork, whatever skills you have, put yourself up there even if you don't think you're going to get any work. Become a virtual assistant, you know, maybe just get something even lower paying that that might seem maybe it might seem like a big downgrade from your previous job. But, you know, there was times in my life where I was in between jobs and and career uh, decisions and I didn't know what to do or in between businesses. And I would think to myself, maybe I should just go be a security guard for like six months or a year or whatever until I figure out what I'm doing. You know, I like... I like to be alone, I like to read. Uh, There's a lot of security positions where you're literally just sitting at a little booth or whatever all day and you're on your own and your supervisor comes by once or twice to check on you and besides that, you're just there Checking people in, checking people out, or or even if you get uh, graveyard shifts, sometimes you won't even see a soul at all, and you're just there to just stand there. And if anything happens, your only job is just to pick up the phone and call the police. You know, so, hey, becoming a graveyard shift security guard might not be your ideal job, and of course not, but, or maybe it is, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, just consider doing something, you know, for a few months, Take your mind off of it and just breathe. You know, hopefully you had a little bit of savings and just look for a new job if, if it really comes to that. And there are so many easy job sites out there now that there's really no excuse to settle for a toxic boss and a toxic environment. And I just want to leave you with one thought, which is just keep remembering that you never know. Sometimes the worst things that happen to you are actually the best because it causes you to correct your course and find better opportunities. All right, guys, remember, each one, teach one. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as financial advice, investment advice, or medical advice. The host is not a financial advisor nor a medical doctor or licensed therapist. Any financial or medical decisions made based on the information in this podcast are made at the listener's own risk. It is recommended that listeners consult with licensed professionals such as CPAs, financial advisors, and licensed physicians before making any investment or medical decisions. The host and creators of this podcast accept no responsibility or liability for any loss or damages incurred as a result of the information provided in this podcast.